The next car to stop was a Ferrari, driven by a well-dressed man with a Mediterranean complexion. When he pushed open the passenger door for her, Laurie felt a warm breeze from the car's heater. So she tossed her jacket and the gym bag on the back seat and got in. "'Where are you heading?' the man asked, speaking with a European accent she couldn't quite pinpoint. "'What are my choices?' she flashed her most seductive smile. He smiled back and accelerated fast enough to burn rubber. Although few words passed between them, Laurie assured the man that, in spite of her condition, she was a sure thing if he had a warm bed available. The man turned onto Topanga Canyon Boulevard and headed up into the Santa Monica Mountains. The first fifteen minutes were relatively uneventful, but when they reached the summit and the road started down toward the San Fernando Valley, a series of sharp turns offered the man a chance to show off the road-handling skills of his expensive car. "'Hey, take it easy, will you?' Laurie said. "'You want to kill us?' the man smirked and shrugged his shoulders, and then stepped on the gas pedal. Laurie had no idea where they were, but the driver seemed confident enough to take each hairpin curve at the maximum possible velocity. "'Hey, slow down, damn it!' she screamed. "'I'm not going to be any fun if I'm dead!' The man laughed and pushed his foot down a little harder on the gas pedal. Laurie grabbed the dash with one hand and the door with the other. This guy may have been trying to impress her, but Laurie just thought he was insane. The car swerved mercilessly as the tangled road twisted left and then right. Other than the lights from the valley below, the road ahead was completely dark except for the Ferrari's headlights, and each time the lights of an oncoming car approached, Laurie was sure they were going to collide. Please slow down, or I'm going to puke. Laurie covered her mouth with her left hand. The man looked quickly at her as he maneuvered the next curve. Not in my car. I can't help it. I'm going to be sick. Not in my car. Laurie rolled down her window in preparation for the impending explosion. Suddenly, the car hit a straight patch of road, and the driver slammed on his brakes, hurling Laurie forward into the dashboard. The man reached over her and pulled the door handle. Laurie felt his hand on her shoulder, and as the door swung open, she tumbled onto the hard roadway. She fell to her knees, just as the contents of her stomach cascaded onto the asphalt, splattering on both her knees and her hands. It was the first time she had vomited since the post-Disneyland fiasco. Fortunately, she had not eaten a lot of food that day, but a little upchuck can go a long way towards pissing off a man in a Ferrari. When Lori finally rose to her feet again and attempted to get back in the car, the man screamed, Forget it! and threw a punch that hit Lori just under her left eye. Once again, she fell to the street, this time slipping on her own vomit and ending up hard-pressed against the curb. She heard the engine whine as it was flooded with gasoline, and the car shot forward with much squealing of tires. As the sound of the car died away in the distance, Lori crawled up onto the curb and found herself lying on cold, wet grass. A bright street lamp overhead illuminated the name of the upcoming cross street. Mulholland Drive, she vividly remembered, was the street mentioned in the newspaper article about the teenage girl whose dead body was found over the New Year's weekend. She looked around and discovered that both her leather jacket and the gym bag had vanished with the Ferrari. She checked her pockets and was relieved to find that the money Bex had thrown at her was still there. Well, she thought, 
if I'm not murdered, and if my baby and I don't freeze to death tonight, I'll have money for a nice hot breakfast.'